but shout out to the wife. She did hook it up, which is all good. Big shout out. While we're getting everybody sharing up today, go ahead, log on, take your time, you know, but we'll have it recorded. We'll have everything else going. We'll be up on Spotify. Um, those of y'all on Twitter, go ahead and give us a shout out. You did. Say again. You did hit record. Correct. Correct. Um, so we'll go ahead and get y'all started. That we're not taking up too much of y'all's time. I know it's already late. Um, tune in, view it as you see fit. Whether you're driving, whether you got a little bit extra time in the office, but. Let's start off with Mike Leach blowing in against Arkansas, though. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm disappointed. I, I you know they come in, they beat LSU. Uh, I, I thought Leach would uh, would handle Arkansas just fine. Maybe they maybe they prep their defense. Maybe they uh um maybe. Arkansas was ready for that offense. You know, Leach is just a pass-happy guy. So, maybe that secondary for Arkansas is uh, where it's at. I mean, hey, Arkansas at one point was nice. They did give up Darren McFadden, which, I mean, he really didn't pan out completely. But he done enough while he was in there, though. He wasn't completely bad. So, can't argue with them too much. But... A defense wins championships. You see it all the time. High-powered offense beats a high-powered defense, and that defense wins. So, yep, defense wins championships, and they definitely shut down Leach. And uh, and I'm again, I'm surprised. I, I really thought Mississippi State had something cooking. I, you know, maybe the uh, maybe the of uh, LSU got to their heads. You know, uh, maybe that head got swollen up, and Arkansas had to set them back down. Yeah. I got I mean, one more share and then I'll be fully focused. So just bear with us. Even still though, it was LSU. I mean, they won the national championship. They lost Joe Burrow. They lost a whole bunch of defense. So Yeah, they lost seventeen uh uh starters from that LSU national title team. So, uh, so yeah, I mean you can't expect it. It's not the same LSU we saw last year. I can guarantee that. LSU definitely needs a, a quarterback. No, nah, if I'm recalling right, they lost Patrick Queen also went to Baltimore, right? He did the defense, speedy linebacker. Yep, this is true. This is true. Yeah, so, so Mississippi State, they blow it. They blew, you know, what, what I thought they would be. I mean, and uh, Mississippi State's who we thought they were. Uh, honestly, they're exactly who we thought they were, and maybe uh, Mike Leach isn't really ready for the SEC yet. Uh, and it was the first SEC game, so everybody's playing sloppy. Everybody's playing uh, like garbage, you know, coming out. So, you know, that raid offense. Yep, uh, and that really that's not going to work in the SEC. That air raid's really not going to. I mean, Spurrier tried it. Spurrier failed at it. Uh, at Florida, I mean, he had some success, but but at the end of the day, um, yeah, Arkansas showed up and Mississippi State didn't. But now I think let's let's jump into a little 
let me let me represent a little bit my boys, Florida State. Uh, you know, they played little Jacksonville State, a uh, 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 little college in Alabama. They got the win. Uh, they almost blew it. They were down 24 to 7 at one point, I believe. Uh, but they changed quarterbacks. Uh, Jordan Travis came in. He threw for 12 for 17, 210 yards and a touchdown. He had 11 carries, 48 yards uh, and one touchdown. Uh, Lawrence to Philly, 12 carries, 99 yards, a touchdown. Uh, a true freshman running back. So that's uh, – I'm very impressed with, with to Philly. Uh, uh, I think that kid's going to be something great. He reminds me a lot of Dalvin Cook in a way. Not as explosive, but he can read the holes. And that's one thing Dalvin could do is Dalvin could see the hole when it opened and he would blow through it. That's what all running backs are supposed to do. Exactly. So I think I think to Philly, which uh, he's got the start nod against Notre Dame this weekend, and, and uh, I hope that O-line can hold up against that, that Notre Dame defensive line, which, you know, speaking of that game, and normally we don't get the picks this quick, uh, uh, as a Florida State fan, I'm going to be optimistic about this game. Uh, as somebody that loves the game of football, though, I am going to have to pick Notre Dame to win. However, Notre Dame's had two weeks of canceled games. They've had two weeks of not being able to practice like other schools have. And I honestly believe if Florida State can come out, they can click right, they can, they can get the ball rolling and get a couple of points on Notre Dame, and Notre Dame comes out a little sloppy, I think we can keep the game close. Is there no chance Florida State can win? No, I'm not going to say that. Any given Saturday, any given Sunday, anybody can win. But I think Notre Dame second half is going to be too much for Florida State. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I, I know for I, – I, I can guarantee that – normal didn't expose everything Jordan Travis can do I, I expect big things for that kid because one thing between Jordan Travis and, and James Blackman and the biggest difference other than Blackman has complete childish five-year-old meltdowns on the field uh, is is Jordan can move in the pocket he if the pocket collapses he can run he can get rid of the ball he doesn't have to take that sack or he can run and pick you up two or three yards that you need. Uh, so I, I'm kind of I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for the game. One because I feel Notre Dame is at a slight disadvantage with all the COVID they had, the COVID issues. And two, uh, I I I'm, I think uh, I think Norville will have Florida State ready. I think they got a little boost of confidence. You know, they won their first game. Uh, the defense didn't look great, but the more the offense clicked, the better the defense looked. Uh, of course, the offense was keeping the defense off the field, which is something us Florida State fans haven't seen in, in ages. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I, 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 yeah, Notre Dame's going to win the game, but I, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic and say Florida State does have a chance. I was about to say, I mean, Jack State is their first win, hands down. Now, the one thing I did notice is Jordan Travis, his stats are technically just barely below Blackman's, and that's just one game. Granted, Jacksonville State, but his completion percentage is 65%. I mean, it's almost at the top of that with all the other quarterbacks as far as the nation goes. But 
one stat that you did miss, Fury has 139 rushing yards. He is second on the team in rushing in just one game. So, I mean, it is a plus side, but Notre Dame is still Notre Dame, and normally they're up there, and I still say FSU has a little ways to go. Um, now, let's jump over to Clemson. All right. Pretty much two national championships, blows out Alabama, blows out pretty much everybody that they do play. I mean, lost to LSU, et cetera, I mean, but – having their hands filled up with Virginia out of all teams, Virginia. I mean, if you said Virginia Tech over the past couple of years, you know, maybe, but Virginia Cavaliers giving Clemson pretty much one of the powerhouse schools a run for the money. And they did. They did that first half. They did. And uh, Clemson finished it the way they should have, right? They won, I think, 41 to 24, uh, something like that. So Clemson did uh, – end up doing what they should have done um but maybe they're looking ahead a little bit and that's a to miami and that's that that's a game we'll get to here shortly but uh um yeah maybe maybe clemson was overlooking virginia a little bit of course now i like the coach for virginia he's he's a great defensive mind uh they built a great staff there in virginia they've got some good recruiting uh uh, happening right now uh, you know Virginia used to be a state the Florida State Jimbo Fisher could walk in and get any recruit he wanted to back then uh, Odell Hagens could walk into Virginia and, and take whatever def defensive lineman he wanted uh, EJ Manuel uh, we we Florida State fans criticize him a lot but he was the top rated quarterback in Virginia and we took him um, so They've changed that a little bit. It's it's not as easy to go into their backyard, which is in college football, if you, especially in the state of Florida and the state of Texas, if you keep those guys home and you keep those guys in the home state going to the home schools, they're going to be dominant. And I think that's a that's what we've lost from Florida State over the years is they're not keeping the players home. I mean, Ronnie uh, Ronnie Harrison, prime example, grew up in Florida State's backyard, Tallahassee native. Love Florida State. Where did he go to school? Alabama. And why? Because Florida State stopped recruiting. They 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 didn't pay attention. Can't hear you, man. But yeah, you're right. Florida State, or just Florida by itself, yes, they're not necessarily bad. Um but Virginia, yeah, they have stepped it up every once in the blue moon. You're good. But it's nothing about the players. Virginia has players, just like every state has players. Ohio, one of the better states as far as, we'll say, linemen and linebackers. I mean, they, they're pretty big boys. They get some of the powerhouses. The one thing that they made a change for, which I can't wait to see Big Ten football actually come in, which I'll touch on that a little bit later, is they've got the speedy guys, the speedy receivers, the shutdown cornerbacks, like, not all of them are coming out of the Big Ten. Not all of them are coming out of Wisconsin, Ohio, whatever else. I mean, speed kills one way or another. It really doesn't make a difference. If you ain't got on defense and you got receivers running four two forties and your DBs running four sixes, I mean, that speed is eventually going to take over. And it's going to alternate the way anybody's going to play. So, but, yeah, Virginia gave them a run for the money. So, I mean, you can't, can't really argue about that one. But let's, let's get to this Red River shootout. 
Texas, little Texas, Oklahoma action. I don't think it's going to be the same as it's been over the years. I think Oklahoma's getting in some growing pains. I mean, they 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 lost to Kansas State. Um, yeah, I, I I see Texas taking this one. I think Oklahoma has got to mature as a team. I think uh, this is a rebuild year for them. Um, I like their young quarterback. I think he's good, but I think he panics under pressure and makes the bad uh, decisions. Uh, but then again, Texas went into a shootout with Texas Tech where they both ended up scoring in the 60s. So uh, the Big 12 is going to be the Big 12, in my opinion. There, there's no defense whatsoever. Um, but I'm going to give this one to Texas. I will give you some stats. I mean, Red River shootout. Right now, Texas holds the overall lead with 62 to 47 and five ties overall. Um, but her side for Oklahoma, they're catching up. They've won 12 out of the last 19 since 2000. I mean, Spencer Rattler, yeah, dude is young. He was a talented quarterback coming out of high school. Went to Oklahoma. Don't blame him whatsoever. I mean, Big 12 is a passing school. Air-raid offense. Same thing with Baylor, Texas. Not necessarily based on the running game, but defensively, it's all about passing. But Spencer Rattler right now, Dude's got a 73.5% completion percentage. I mean, yeah. you, you can't hate on that whatsoever. I mean, did they win the game? No. But if you're completing 73.5% of your passes, I mean, ain't really much defense can do. You're just hoping the receiver drops the ball at that point in time. But apparently, if his receivers are catching all that or he's just putting it in the right place one way or another, they're going to win some games. So. I'm, I'm going to give Rally to come off of this one and um, lead his team to victory on that one, though. So yeah, maybe right. you're you going to boom a sooner, huh? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, there's some great running backs that came out of there. One specifically that I love to death. That's it. Yeah, they, uh, that's his. Oklahoma is known for some great running backs. But I'm going to move to a game that intrigues me, one, because I don't know who to hate more right now. Florida Gators versus Texas A&M. My team's biggest rival, the Knowles' biggest rival against Texas A&M with the biggest douchebag coach in college football, the $75 million man, Nick Saban. I just – or not Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher. I'm sorry. Jimbo. I hate Nick Saban just as much as I hate Fisher. But, no, Jimbo, oh, God, I, I, I can't pull for him. And I can't pull for the Gators. I, it, this is a tough one for me, Griff. But, um, you know, Jimbo is a waste of $75 million. Texas A&M would have been better off just giving me a couple of mil to coach him. Uh, Look, I don't even need a couple mil. Just give me a mil. I'd be happy with 500000 Yeah. I mean, Jimbo's done absolutely nothing since coming to to uh, to Texas a and I'm, I'm going from Florida on this one. It's tough. That makes me vomit a little bit. I that makes me want to puke, but I am going Florida. Look, well, you're keeping it in the state. I mean, it's all the same. I mean, if FSU can't do it, I mean, might as well just go ahead and do Florida Gators. I mean, yeah, I know it's the swamp. I know it was Tebow. I know Florida has some players. I mean, C.J. Henderson, one of their most newest ones to NFL. I mean, got it. It's still Florida versus Texas. Uh, Texas A.M. My bad. Honestly, neither one of these have a prolific offense, to be honest. So, I mean, it's going to be a shootout. Defense is going to win, and whoever gets to stop in the fourth quarter is going to win this one. And 
Big 12 hasn't necessarily been relevant since Colt McCoy or, uh, oh, Moneybags, uh, Johnny Manziel. So, I mean, it's – it's. I'm going to go Florida. Yep. Yep, Florida all the way. Uh, I just – Jimbo has no control over any of the program he runs. And I hope uh, I hope his new wife cheats on him with a, a Texas player. So, Tennessee <laughs> – Tennessee takes on the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt, uh, a guy that I think is a defensive genius and um, I think is going to be a great coach. I, I, I wish Florida State would have hired him. Uh, I think that would have been a lot better hire than, than uh, Willie Taggart for sure, and I think the program would be a lot better off right now had we hired Jeremy Pruitt, but it ain't about Florida State. It's about the Vols and the Bulldogs. And I, I I just, I don't think Tennessee's quite there yet, but I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I'm going to go Bulldogs on this one. I, I don't see, I don't see Tennessee pulling it off. Maybe they will. Maybe Pruitt will pull some magic out of his hat and the defense will get some key stops. But right now, I think Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs are are going to roll, so I'm going to go Georgia on this one. I got to go Georgia. I hate the vomit, orange, yellow kind of uniforms. For them. Technically, I mean, it's just Tennessee in, in the least bit. I mean, were they relevant at one point? Sure, in basketball. But that's the women's basketball at that. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I got to go Georgia. Georgia's always, regardless, they've always stepped it up. When they had Fromm, when he came in, stepped it up. A.J. Green, you had – Chubb, you had Sony Michelle. I mean, it's just Georgia. I mean, granted, they did give up a bunch of offensive linemen this past year in the draft, but I, I, I don't see them necessarily backing down. They're always deep at one portion of it, one way or another. So, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Georgia. Tennessee eventually will get there. I mean, plus, I don't want to see a 14 team knock off a number three unless I mean, it's in favor of my Buckeyes eventually. But that's beside the point. But I'm going to go Bulldogs all the way on that one. Yep, I can. I fully agree on that, and I think Georgia's finally got their quarterback, unlike they did in the first game against Arkansas. I think they found their quarterback, um, so I think Georgia takes this one. Close game, I think, but Georgia, uh, their talent level and experience carries them through it. Uh, so the next game we got coming up is Auburn versus Arkansas. Auburn with the big loss to Georgia last week. Arkansas with the win over Mississippi State. Uh, a talent wins out in this one, though. Uh, I think Auburn takes this game. I think they bounce back. Um, I think they correct the mistakes they made last week. I think uh, I like Bo Nix. I think he's a good quarterback. Is he a great quarterback? No, but I think he can win games. Uh, Arkansas, though, they got my man Browse over there calling that offense. I am a big fan of Browse. Uh, uh, he's, uh, I, I think had he had more control over FSU's play calling last year, we would have, we would have done a lot more offensively, but, uh, um, yeah, I'm going, uh, I'm going Auburn Tigers on this one. I will say this much. Yeah. Both teams lost. They're both one and one right now, but both of the rushing games suck. At this moment, I mean, on paper, as far as statistics wise, both of them are pretty much at the bottom. So the big difference in between them, 
Like at least for the key to victory, is it depends on which side the receivers goes off, whether it's Auburn receivers or whether it's Arkansas receivers. But running game, it was horrible. Well, I give the well, I give Auburn the benefit of the doubt they played Georgia, and that might have had a lot to do with their stats. Sure, but still on paper wise, I mean, if you're good, you're good. You're gonna still put up some stats. It should be a shootout one way or another. But it's gonna come down to whichever receiver decides to actually show up and ball though, whoever's gonna win this one. But that's true, and I think Auburn's offensive line's young this year. I think they, uh, I think they got they they got some growing pains there on the O line. Which I'm a Florida State fan. I know all about O line troubles. So <laughs> I think I think they got some growing pains there. But I agree with you. Uh, I think Auburn takes this, and that leads us to our next game: uh, Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide taking on the Ole Miss. Rebels and his ex-O uh, offensive coordinator, Lane Kiffin. Um, yeah, it, it, you can't bet against Alabama. You never can. You just can't. Uh, but for whatever reason, Ole Miss seems to always give Alabama hell. It doesn't matter what kind of season Ole Miss is having. They always tend to give Alabama trouble. However, uh, Kiffin's first year, uh, I don't know. He's, they left his ass at the <laughs> at the game. Uh, they, they let him on the team bus. He might have a grudge out, and they might play a little dirty. Who knows? He might try to put sixty on on Saban. Uh, oh, Miss with the old Civil War uniforms. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think you got to go Alabama with this one all day. I'm gonna say the talent pool goes to Alabama hands down, but. I mean, the only person that I even like from Alabama is Derrick Henry. But that's, that's, that's old news. Past that part, yeah, Alabama's just deep in talent. I mean, can they mesh? Sure. Is it like having 12 superstars on one side of the ball? Got it. Only 11 players on the field, but 12 superstars on one side of it. I mean, if you include the refs, I mean, you've got 12 on that part. But well, you, know, you know, if, if uh, all colleges uh, had a Dodge dealership in their back pocket so we, they could – pass out those Dodge Chargers to every player, uh, that talent pool wouldn't be as deep. Maybe we could all be evenly matched. Uh, you know, ain't no coaching plan, no players that actually play football. Come on now, Luke. Who would do that? I mean, ain't like USC done it. I mean, you know, none of the players take money. I mean, that's nonsense. I mean, sure, they give them scholarships. That pays for everything. I mean, you only got 45, five-star recruits in your team, of course, you know. Scholarships well, you are know, there. I brought this up on our, I think, our first or second episode, and the play, the players can get paid now for their likeness. So, EA Sports, if you ever hear this, if you do not give me my damn NCAA football back for PlayStation, I am going to go to war with you. But Alabama, we both agree on that one. They take, uh, they take Ole Miss down. They're, the talent pool is just way too much, which now this leads us to – the Savage Sports Pod game of the week, Miami versus Clemson. The Hurricanes. Just that chain. I want to see that chain hang. I'm going to tell you I'm taking The U against Trevor Lawrence, who does not like to turn the ball over. Um, Miami is talented, but the Miami team that beat Florida State 52-10, to 10, I mean, come on. It's, it was at this point. It's Florida State. That's that. It's not. We're not any good. So you can't judge Miami off of that. Um, 
you're going up against the best the ACC has to offer. Dabo Sweeney's got a plan, and I hope to God he hangs 50 points on Miami and Manny Diaz, little midget ass, and I hope they beat the brakes off the Canes so they will shut the hell up on Twitter for a week. I'm saying this much. Even Tigers run from hurricanes. They go hot out, all right? They, they do, hands down. Ain't nobody standing outside a hurricane unless they're literally done. I mean, you know, I want to see the blackout uniforms. I want to see Miami Hurricanes, the U, come out there, slap Clemson around. I mean, yeah, all right, they beat Florida State. But each team has not given up a lot of points on defense. 36 for Clemson, 58 for Miami. The only plus side for Clemson is Trevor Lawrence, like you said. You don't like to turn the ball over. That dude is 73.3% completion rate right now, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions. So, I mean, the only plus side for him is, and well, not necessarily him, but Miami is Cameron Harris. This dude has 311 rushing yards already in the season. I was expecting Trevor Edney to be like the leading rusher, would be Heisman candidate because the dude was just fast. I mean, He's on the back of the bus for two years already for the most part, but he hasn't even blown up yet. But Clemson is Clemson. They're going to put up the battle hands down. I mean, yes, it's going to come down the lines to sit there and make the final call on it, but I, I, I want to see the U, us, Clemson's ass. I want some Tiger Steaks for dinner. That's what I want. Are you going to break my heart and pick Miami? Hey, it ain't gold, but I know they got this hanging around their neck right here, though. I hate that chain. I hate Show that me. Damn chain. Show me that chain. Turnover chain. All right. All right. Y'all heard it here first. I'm going Clemson. Griff's going upset. He's saying the Canes will win it. Well, guys, we're sorry. We it, This took a long time to get set up. One of our, our lead man that normally does this stuff, he had to cut, uh, cut out on us because – He's got college and things like that he's working on and some family um, issues happening right now. So he had to back out. So me and Griff have to make this episode shorter than normal. Uh, but the Savage Sports Pod has decided we're going to break it up into two episodes from here on out. We will have our college episode and then we will have our NFL episode. Uh, yep. The NFL episode will come to you this Saturday. We'll talk fantasy. Uh, we'll talk, uh, you know, a lot of injuries in the NFL right now. Christian McCaffrey's out. Uh, Nick Chubb just went out. So, if you don't have Kareem Hunt and nobody's picked him up yet, jump on that. But we will get to that this Saturday. We will talk NFL football. Uh, pretty good game going on right now between the Bears and Bucks. I picked the Bears. Griff picked the Bucks. Uh, I don't like Tom Brady, though, but I picked the Bucks. We'll see how that one turns out. We'll also talk about that Saturday. So, until next time, this Saturday. Don't oh, I got one for him. Oh, what? Hey, I, I will tell you this much relating to the NCAA, all right? This is my sleeper team on a statistical standpoint. S-M-U. You were crazy. My sleeper team. Griff, you were high. Hey, look. They're in the top five in about five different categories when it comes to passing, rushing, defense, quarterback play. Like, they're literally in the top five. They might be right number 18. You got to look at who they play, Griff. Griff, hey, I'll to, take it. I'm about to call the Army. Did they, did they start letting people smoke pot? They might have, but the they're still – hey, look, 
Top five stats don't necessarily lie all the time. Drug, I'm getting you drug tested tomorrow. I do that all the time anyway, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> top five, just look for them to come up and upset somebody. That's that's my sleeper pick. You don't get into the top five and all the stats for no reason whatsoever. Well, I, since you gave a sleeper, sleeper pick, I'm going to give my sleeper pick real quick. If Tennessee beats Georgia Saturday, I'm telling you here and now, they will win the East, and you better watch out for Jeremy Pruitt and the Vols. This is not the same Tennessee team we've seen the last decade. Jeremy Pruitt's got them, got them guys exactly where they need to be. He's recruiting fantastically. So if we're going sleeper picks, watch out for Tennessee. Did you, you said something? I, 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 I didn't hear it all. But, yeah, that's my sleeper pick for all my Buckeye fans that are out there. Hey, just just wait. As soon as that season starts off, just understand that you ain't going to be able to get me to shut up. It's going to be worse than that this year time. Big Ten football will be here. We will cover every single bit of it the same way we're going to cover the NFL and everything else. So, hey, just tune in with us. We got y'all. Leave us a comment. Hit us up. Hey, let us know what else y'all want to hear on here. We'll keep it live as much as possible. So. That's right. So uh, I believe from now on, Griffs, we're going to be doing Thursday nights for college. Is that correct? Um, nah, college was on Friday. Okay, so we're going to stick to the Friday schedule? Yep, college we'll is on Friday. Thing, we'll get this schedule thing figured out. We all work. Griff's got a – he's got a 24-hour shift. He's got to cover tomorrow. He's a, uh, just a, just a, – for a little background on Griff, he serves this country. He's a proud serviceman in the United States Army, the baddest of the baddest. Oh, whoa, 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 oh, whoa, hold on. Nah, hey, 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 look, look, look. We can't even be friends no more. <laughs> I forgot you're a Marine, right? Oh, yes. Hands down. Okay. Marine. I, that's right. Griff's, I'm sorry. He's in the court. The, so, see, like I said, the baddest of the baddest for the greatest country in the world. But we'll get this schedule thing figured out. Like I said, this Saturday, tune in. And, uh, of course, we're going to let y'all watch y'all's college football. We're going to be watching college ball Saturday night. Tune in. Join us. We will be here for all your NFL needs, any fantasy updates and tips we can give you. Thanks for the guys that have tuned in. Thanks for being patient with us. We do apologize for how quick and sloppy this episode has been, but we were supposed to start this thing an hour ago and we couldn't get it figured out. So big shout out to Griff's wife for helping us out. Uh, Thanks, babe. Even though she's a Cowboys fan and they're going to lose uh, this weekend. But all right. <laughs> all right. All right, Griff, until next time, you guys join us on the Savage Sports Pod. Do not forget to join, uh, uh, like our page and follow. Uh, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and several other podcast sites. We will be on iTunes shortly. Uh, so don't forget to give a like and follow on those as well. On your way to work, check us out. You know, if you got a nice little drive like I do, I listen to podcasts. Um, I think my boy uh, Nico's still watching. So if you're into horror movies, go check out uh, uh, the Don't Go Out There podcast, the best horror podcast on the market, hands down. So go check him out. Don't go out there horror. They are the best. They get the greatest interviews. So check them out. And don't forget to follow us, like us. And uh, we will be back this Saturday. 
Yep. Hey, go party hard. Watch your football. Party safely, though. Y'all have a good night. Take it easy.